0: Try to black it out, but it plays again. When it's real feelings hard to conceal. Can't imagine
1: all the pain I feel. Don't give anything to hear half a breath, breath. I know you're still living your life every after
2: death.
0: Welcome to another episode of For the Culture Podcast, a soccer podcast for us, by us. We're talking about the intersection of soccer and black culture. We got your favorite host here, you got Ringo on the mic, you got Grego, you got TK on the ones and twos, you got Rashad, the mayor. What's up, gentlemen? New week, another week of quarantine. How's it going?
1: Making it, man.
2: Keep above water. That's it. Making a way with the
0: king. That's it. TK, how you been, man? Got the the quick trip plug, I feel you. (laughs) Rashad, how you been, man?
3: Man, I've been trying to make it, man. I'll uh, I'll share some news by the end of the show, but yeah, there's been a lot going on on my side, but just trying to also keep my head above water. So,
0: got yeah. you, got you, got you, man. Um, uh, we kind of started off uh, as you guys noticed. Uh, Tony's not on the mic; he's doing great things for the city and uh, with his organization. So, uh, you guys will catch him next week. Uh, so, I guess we'll dive right in. You guys want to? Um, Go straight into soccer. You guys want to go in and talk about Last Dance came out this weekend. Where you guys want to start off? What side of the spectrum? Yo,
1: Mike a snitch.
0: Yeah, Mike a, snitch. <laughs> Mike a dry ass snitch. Yeah, I, you know this. Like I said, this documentary has really shown like Michael Jordan. It, it's it, it's the whole thing about uh from Dark Knight man. You watch your heroes become villains, and this whole thing man. It's just it, Michael Jordan just looks different now that we're adults. <laughs> it's like. <laughs>
3: He did warn us. He said, I'm I'm afraid people are not gonna view me the same after watching this this footage. Yeah. And I yeah.
2: Funny because like, of course, you know, you go on the social media, you go on Facebook, you go on Twitter and everything, you have the section of people who are still like ride or die, Mike can't do shit wrong. And then you then you know, actually, if you really look at this through a objective lens and you're just like there's there's a there's a couple ways I could really go into it. Um, on that but I just know that he is snitch and no, he is petty as fuck
3: <laughs> and
2: it, it's and it it's funny because like especially like you no know, this this past week they were going into robin and the robbery with the bad boy pistons and everything and it's all it's just it's funny to me like especially you know like how most of these guys are like in their 50s and 60s now. It's like man fuck them bitches like he straight up bitches. <laughs>
0: But I mean, that was what was so dope about that part that you're talking about that I liked is that how competitive the NBA was then. It's like, till this day, these guys haven't played the game in almost 20 years. And they still have the animosity they still have towards each other. And, you know, like you talk to any Lakers player from back then, too, they'll probably say the same thing about the Celtics. And, like, now in the NBA, everybody wants to be each other's friends. They want to ride each other's boats, get each other's names tattooed on them. You know, it's just, you know, the level of bitch-assness has grown in the NBA. And it really shows how much has changed since the 90s, you know. it's It's so weird because, like, Like you said, right now, I think
2: the advent of social media kind of like broke that wall down as far as like, because, you know, back in the days, like, if, if I'm in North Carolina and I got somebody, you know, out in California, more than likely, I ain't never taught that person. I ain't never, I ain't never waved my hand at that person. And like, you know, because of social media, like, you know, you're, you're able to build those relationships now that you wouldn't have 20 or 30 years ago. And, you know, and build those connections Like back, and then it was like, nah, I don't
0: know that I don't know the nigga like him <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like on like serious note It's like now, because of AAU A lot of these guys have played together since they were like Six years old, so like they are Friends, so like the joke about the bitch ass They're friends and things like that, but it was really Cool to see, like Pistons players are still like, yo Man, Mike still's an asshole <laughs> <It's> <laughs> uh, so- T- Yeah, TK Rashad, y'all check out uh, Episode 3 and 4, The Last Dance
1: Nope, unfortunately, I haven't caught it yet. But uh, yeah. this is this is good. This is a good setup. Uh, I can't wait to watch it. I gotta watch all, seen one or either.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's, I think we we got two more left, man. I think that's it.
1: It's ten parts. So like, oh,
0: is it ten? Oh, I thought I thought it was a six part. I thought it was six part. What yeah. the hell else is there to talk about? <laughs> I guess when he leaves and plays baseball, they're like gonna do a whole episode about baseball, episode about Space Jam. It's funny that you say that
2: because like uh shout out to our, our homie uh, Elliot up in Richmond, like he actually like gave like a whole you know, like how they do like with Marvel t- talking about like okay, you start with this movie and you and, and then you in here to, the at end game. Yeah. Like, to said like, okay, if you start here at uh Lakers and Celtics best of best of enemies and shit, then like you You've you, you worked your way down through the announcement when Magic Retired. You 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 worked your, your first few episodes of Last Dance. You do this magic moment with the with the Orlando Magic. Like it's actually like really intricate as far as like how many, like how much has already been covered about, you know, basically like the 80s and 90s NBA. And like, it's kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, it's glorified. It's kind of the same way people glorify kind of the late '90s um, of like a European soccer. It, you know, like when you like look at diehard soccer fans that watched it, that followed the game forever, how they glorified the '90s. I mean, NBA fans do the same thing about the '90s NBA. So it's going to be very interesting when we talk about, like, in the 2050 when we're all a little bit older, we're going to be glorifying the early 2000s. Like, man, Allen Iverson era? It's like, mm-hmm. like it was no other. <laughs> messy, like, there was nothing else. Nothing. <laughs> I was like, he came in the league. He crossed up Jordan. He crossed up Kobe. <laughs> it's going to be crazy, man.
1: Uh-oh. Still first pair of kicks.
0: Yep, yep. And everybody had a pair of 1s man. And then the uh, the AI sweatpants, full sizes too big. <laughs> it, was, it was a different time in the early 2000s, man.
2: Shaggy. <laughs> like old pictures of us, like 2003 to about 07. You're like, bro,
0: like, how did I get away with, like, shit that damn big? Man? One of them throwback Thursday pictures popped on my Facebook feed. I was like, gross, man. I can't believe I used to dress like this.
1: Oh, so. <laughs> Are we, are we trying to do a challenge? Hey, this we're
3: going to do, a throwback challenge, <laughs> <Coach>. <laughs> Man, Looking for you guys, it sucks shopping for me, man, because I couldn't find clothes.
0: D- yeah.
3: Because <laughs> all, all the little dudes was in, in the, That's, man. Hey,
0: it's, hey, we had it, man. <laughs> Both sizes too big, man. I was like, gross, man. It was gross. But, you know, that was a style, man. That was it.
3: Tall tees at Foot Locker, man. Man,
0: feel <laughs> slouch socks. What? Don't take me back, man. I'm about to play crime mob right now. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, TK, I know you couldn't find no kicks, man. <laughs> hey, you had to get yours straight out of uh, East Bay Magazine. That was the only way. <laughs> oh, hey, do they even still make East Bay Magazine? Yeah. They do. Oh,
1: that's crazy!
2: I, uh, my old crib up in um, Vine City. My my cousin. Uh, I was getting some of my mail a few weeks back, and he was like,
3: "Yeah, you got an East Bay back is Zipf like That's a relic, man. <laughs> you ain't gonna, hey, go ahead and frame that thing. Yeah, I give it from time to time. You go every, back to- every couple months. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you, you weren't,
2: you weren't hitting on no shit. If you were at, at school, you know, bringing your East Bay catalog to to mom I'm about to get this shoe here about uh, to get here. I remember, I remember one year I, I told my mom, I, I, I wanted to get like, it's like 20 different uh, uh, NBA replica jerseys. I was like, yo, I want this one. I had, I had this outfit ready for this. I was like, yo, I was, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I don't know what kind of money. I thought my parents had, I was like, yo, I, I need all this. <laughs> yeah, man. I was the
0: exact same way.
1: shit! Be like, yeah. Or then you'd number it, be like, I want this one. No. One.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, you gotta borrow the East Bay between uh, periods and <laughs> stuff like that. Like, yo, let me hold it. Let me figure out what I want to put the order in. <laughs> That's people- funny we all have the same ute.
2: <laughs> and be mad when people don't get the shit back. I'm like, yo, like, where yo, my, where my catalog at? Like, but- but- not knowing anybody to come with, it, with, it, with the exact same one in about three weeks. Say, hey, you
0: good. Yeah, yeah. Like East Bay and then Jet Magazines. Those circulated around in middle school for me. And I was like, man, Jet Magazine, man, that was like toilet paper today.
1: It was actually toilet paper for me. My father had the subscription to Jet. So, like, you know, that was bathroom, uh, bathroom reading material.
0: Yeah, yeah. And t- they had them lined up in the
3: bathroom, chronological order. <laughs> yep. It's like no one ever threw away a Jet magazine. Never, never. You go to people's houses, they might have them in the living room and have those big bowls on the yeah. table. Man, and it's like 300 Jet magazines laid out like perfectly on the table.
0: I'm pretty sure my grandmother, she still has like, like three decades of Jet magazines at her apartment in Indianapolis, like... Next time I go up there, I'm going to take a couple pictures, man, for the listeners are like, what is this Jet Magazine thing? <laughs>
1: go, to, go to a Black Barber. You, you might old.
0: Yeah. You got to be old Black Barber, like, like old neighborhood Black Barber shop. It's for the culture. That's what it is. Yeah, facts. Facts, man. What you got? Man, I wanted Tony on, man. I finally started watching uh, Westworld again. I finally finished the first season. I, I get the hype. I get the hype. So I'm like, I'm in, I'm a I'm, uh, two episodes in the second season. So I'm, I'm catching up to that. So, uh, that, and I just started the, um, Atlanta missing and murdered children series on HBO. Mm, Man, yeah. It, it, it's crazy how much Atlanta has changed and not changed in the same breath. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. I need to get back on That Cause I actually watched, um, East Lake Meadows on
2: PBS. And, um, uh, reading about that course. I didn't realize that, you know, basically that area is like right where uh, Charles Drew is um, over off off Memorial. I was like,
3: oh, it's right here. Oh, shit.
0: Yeah. yeah. It used to be like the woods, man. Like you just dump bodies. Like you used to dump bodies off Memorial Drive. And like today, you go like, where did they dump bodies at around here? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, there's a cemetery people like to go out there too.
0: Yeah, yeah, I heard about it. I heard about it. It's it's uh but uh if you haven't checked out the Atlanta uh missing and murdered children series, I don't know why I'm like telling you guys about a sad ass story, but like it's part of like Atlanta culture um that no one ever really wants to talk about. So
2: like that, like I said, East Lake Meadows, like all that shit, like you know, I I you know, of course, you know, with you and me like that necessarily being from here, it's like that kind of shit like you know, if you ever want to know like how this city got to what it is today, like it's shit like that. So you know, you say Meadow, That's that's um available on PBS and um, uh, Murder. That's on uh, HBO. But uh, let's uh let's dig into some soccer, man. Well, I guess we can dig into some soccer because uh, France and Holland said we done, done.
0: Said like, hey, we see y'all next season. Hey, what you got? yeah i mean we kind of knew it was going to be inevitable the some of the leagues are just going to have to kind of look at the situation and say is it viable you know tony kind of broke down the numbers is it viable to um you know bring soccer back and you know his numbers were if you didn't listen to the last episode um it was about 200 people you needed to um run an operation but for closed door soccer match so i mean that's 200 people in in paris 200 people in south of france 200 so it's like all around so essentially you have just the whole entire country is everywhere working these soccer matches spreading corona you know what i mean everywhere and then next thing you know they get I think this would be the third wave for france this would have been their third wave so i mean good call from the prime minister you know, the league – I didn't – I was trying to read and understand. Is it, like, canceled the league or is just your points or your points where they were? Or no one's even discussed that part yet? It's canceled. I know as far as Holland goes, they basically – like, the, the, the season's null and void. So,
2: like, there's no no champion. There's no relegation. There's no promotion. Basically, everything is like, hey,
1: uh-huh.
2: when we start up next season, it's going to be the exact same teams and shit. So, yeah. I think, um, you know, like I, like we had talked about last week – um I think that outside of those outside of the big countries, like I think France is obviously the biggest country that's, that's shut down so far, you know, other than France, I mean um Italy, Spain, Germany, and England, those are probably gonna be the only ones that really are probably gonna be able to um play on, like because of course um uh, Italy and Spain are start are starting to work out, you know, getting back into training and everything and, and how how they're going to go go about restarting but beyond them I don't see how they do it cuz the, there's just too much going on to figure out okay like how do we contain this to where our players are safe and then the staff are safe and and, and be able to finish up uh, everything that we have left cuz like, like we have even – are just talking about the season like this the the regular the, the most domestic league like they haven't even said anything about the, the cups, like you know FA Cup, uh, DFB Pokal. Like
0: they haven't said anything. those. yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure like the mm-hmm. cups are kind of done. Like I think everyone's like, all right, we want to finish the main league, whatever's making us the real money. We're gonna finish that. So what's gonna be interesting is that um the Champions League. You know PSG already said like yo. Yo, we're we're gonna travel. It's like we don't need to play home games. We'll go to you, <laughs> so, PSG. Like, yo, it's cool. We'll be PSG roamers, man. <laughs> like, we we'll, we'll do it to get this Champions League title, man. What's your thoughts on uh, Champions League? You think? I don't think we've talked about that. Uh, I don't. Think Rashad, you do T-
2: yeah. Yeah. What you got? Uh,
3: as far as Champions League,
0: yeah. How do you think? How, do you think it's even possible? Ah, uh, I mean, I guess they play in Qatar, right? <laughs> it's an option there's a world cup coming it's, up there tell me that's a great way to test out the capacity of those stadiums right i think that as long as you're still in, in the
2: mode of trying to contain um as much of the coronavirus as possible i don't see how you can continue on with the changes so, you know you're trying to just you're just trying to get things straight in your country let alone okay like we're still going to be there we're still going to be bouncing around from country to country we still like we still had like what two or three more rounds like, yeah. like it was uh, early <laughs> like no like i i don't see how that works you know like of course you know like we of course we'll, we'll go about it you know as far as how it affects things here but but yeah I, I don't see how they can realistically do it i think of course as as with the domestic leagues the big question is money and how you break down all the payouts and all that stuff, if, if at all, cause you know, people want to get their money, but I don't see how from a, from an ethical standpoint, they can do
0: that. TK, do you think, do you think England will um, kind of follow in suit with Spain and Italy, or you think they're going to follow the France route?
1: I think they will play the league. At least EPL, I think they'll finish that out in some way, shape, or form. But I think the cup is going to be scrapped. I think Champions League will be um, – That's going to be a real tough one just because of the travel logistics, too, um, and all the uh, proponents slash teams still involved. But um, And then that's not even talking the Europa League as well. Um, If you'd like to consider that some sort of priority or, you know, like if that's what's, you know, what's important, what's not important, what's financially worth it, you know, like these are some of the pros and cons like that they're going to have to weigh. But I think like MLS, I think think they should just cancel the U.S. Open Cup, for example, and then they have at least a a fighting chance to do the league. But as far as England's concerned, I think they're going to have to condense. I think they'll start training in like the end of the month or next month because uh, we're only like, like what one or two days out. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I think we will see games in England in some way, shape or form, whether it's 200 people at every game and all across the country, you know, who knows, but.
0: Like it's insane, especially if you've seen the map of how many teams are in England. Like that's the whole country is essentially <laughs> like back to normal if they just do 200 people at every stadium. You don't know, I mean, like how
2: like how deep a lot of these countries are when it comes to you know with with their soccer systems because like. People here already think about is as a lesson. Like, of course, even here, we've got, like, a, at least three leagues that are professional, and then, of course, another two or three more that are, are semi-pro, but down there, uh, over in Europe, like, you're talking about, like, countries that go, like, six, seven professional leagues deep. And, you know, and, of course, you're talking about a much more condensed area space as far as getting uh, – as far as stadiums that are, that are all around each country – and I just don't see how they they do that course. You know, like, like, you know, and I think we talked about this in previous weeks, but, like, I think the only real important thing that you need to do, like, if you're going to play, is promotion and relegation. Aside from that, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I- I'm going to keep harping on it, man. They should just suspend promotion and relegation this season. It's not fair. It, it, it's not fair. It, it's not fair at all, um, and that's kind of, you know, it's so, it helps the the second division. It helps the bottom tier people. It helps them get essentially another year. Um, yeah, you, you know, like we we keep harping on it. it. It's a it's just a slippery slope. If you finish the season, if you finish the season the way it is, it's like it, it may not be fair. A lot of players are out of the mindset. They've lost family members and stuff like that. So they may mentally not be in the game. You know, so sucks for Liverpool. They had, you know, a great season, but I think it's just, it, it, I just, I you know, I, I'm sorry, you know, it's just you guys decided to click at the wrong time. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's like they started clicking at the wrong time. So it's like give everybody a summer transfer window to buy the players they were supposed to get and, you know.
1: How that? D- that's a whole nother bag, man.
0: Yeah, that's a whole nother thing. It's like, okay, now who can really afford to buy these players now?
1: What, yeah. what are players actually worth now?
0: Yeah, it, yeah. Everyone's been sitting down juggling toilet paper. <laughs> they should just do. They should just do like anybody. Oh, this would be dope. Here we go. So, transfer window. Anybody that's eligible to leave. Who, there should just be a fucking uefa combine right let <laughs> let test players out they, they 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 run a 40 like they do like a skills challenge per like their position and pretty much and essentially they'll get a fifa like the fifa game they'll get a score and the score will say how much money they're worth so that their club can negotiate with other clubs a combine in september start the season at the end of september oh fire sauce
1: Folks, what do you think?
0: <laughs> you know, and
2: I think we talked about that with um, with MLS a few weeks back. But like, just just with how with with the amount of games that you're losing, or the amount of weeks that you're losing, like you're basically already going to have to retrain everybody once games start going anyway. And by the time everyone feels ready, it's going to be like, okay, you know, because remember, like for for most contracts, they are officially over on June 30th. So that's why I like, got a lot of, a lot of uh, leagues are trying to figure out like, how do we work out these contracts before um, that date? Otherwise, you know, basically players would be out of contract. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of pieces that have to kind of fall into place as far as, you know, if we, if they can go past June 30th and go into July, will it, will it work out? And like I said, I think that, you know, going back to your point, as far as the promotion relegation spots, I think that they're going to, that, that's going to be a real sticky, sticky point because, because in a lot of countries, the amount of money that's involved for the teams that get promoted, gonna be like, so you're telling me I did all this and I, I can't get no payout. Like what's, what's really good. So I, I think that. Figuring that part out, like I said, I'm pretty sure that's probably giving them the most headaches more than anything. I think the, you know, as far as like who wins the league and all that stuff, you know, i do I think they're really worried about that. I think They're trying to figure out who's going to get this money and where is everybody going to be come next season once we got once we are able to really get things back up and running.
0: Yeah, um, I mean UEFA is going to really have to. See do a bailout stimulus package for a lot of the clubs. Um like essentially UEFA's gonna have to cut a check to keep everybody whoever was or like hemorrhaging money and just, just cut a cut a check across the board for everybody just for this season. I mean, you know, UEFA, you know, kind of segue into um, the the kind of the next topic. We kinda of talk about that. Is UEFA gave a deadline to all members uh countries that May twenty-fifth they need to give them their full plan on what they're gonna do to start football back up. So uh what are you guys thoughts on um on kind of both of those topics? Or uh, Rashad,
3: TK? I think it's um I mean May twenty-fifth, I think that's that's uh a good target because you're gonna need to figure out about June, July if you're gonna have uh you know if you're going to have your competition, especially Champions League, so um, I guess having those plans in place to know what what teams and leagues are going to do, I think that is essential for trying to figure out competition if you if you need to move uh, you know Champions League maybe to August or something, I think that's a pretty healthy uh, time frame, and from now that's that's pretty much about a month away so um, I think that's a pretty healthy amount of time.
0: Got you. So you agree with it? What about
3: um, I, I can I can agree with it. What about that. My,
0: my idea of potentially UEFA needing to give uh, the bailout to clubs, or give it to the league, and the league distributes it based on I don't know TV rights or whoever had the biggest impact loss. What do you think about that? I
3: can uh, I can I can agree with that because uh, it's th- the money is definitely going to be messed up. Like I was looking at the, uh, Liverpool, uh, they made over 121 million dollars. Uh, last year, if you if you count that in American money, I think that's about 97 million pounds. Um, so, I mean, essentially, they're not going to make that kind of money with you know there not being any competition. So, uh, you know, you have different clubs on different scales. Um, you know, they'd be you know if they're in that competition, they're trying to win that money to help you know run the organization. You would you would think uh, some of the some of the smaller clubs won't be able to survive that. So. Uh, I think there, there should be some kind of structure, as you're saying, to help with that financial burden um, or at least to close the gap on what would have been potential prize monies um, and, and what they would stand to get on a smaller scale of like what's going on right now.
2: It's amazing to me like how capitalistic soccer is elsewhere. And, you know, because y- you can clearly tell that, you know, just like how things are here, um, a lot of soccer clubs aren't—they weren't preparing for this type of situation to ever come about, and now everyone's kind of scrambling, you know, kind of to kind of split things over to what's happening over here on uh, uh, on our side. You know, I don't think people kind of realize that USL might be a real shit after all this, because you th- people talk about you know how this is going to affect MLS, like. USL doesn't have a big uh, TV contract like that. Like, they need uh, the people to come to the games and shit. Otherwise, it's like you're basically just.
0: Well, you're, you're, I don't like. I haven't. Honestly, I haven't done my due diligence to follow what's going on with USL right now because there's not many independent news sources that talk about it. Like, I go to USL's website, and it's all still Rosie Josie. But what it's is like, it, it's, is the club – because I would think a lot of clubs furloughed the players Mm-mm. because there's no real money. So, it's like, okay, um, if you're not renting, you know, your facility, you know, you're not paying any staff to maintain it, are you really losing much money? You, you know what I mean? So, it's like, I don't know, you know, kind of when uh, me and uh, Tony, we had Elliot and on from River City 93, you mm-hmm. know, they were saying, like, a lot of the clubs are used to not having any money. So it's like, it, you know, it's kind of like it, you can't go broke if you already broke. So it, it, it is like it's a pretty sound logic. So, like, a lot of the older – now, you might be right. Like, some of these newer clubs that bought in recently to mm-hmm. come on this cash count, they may be a problem. like the the kind of historic clubs have been here you know uh like charleston um you know uh, richmond stuff like that i Mm. think they'll be fine you know i just think as a whole the league will be fine because like you said there is no tv deal there's no tv money so they're not losing that guaranteed contract from espn and stuff
1: weren't they on espn three yeah but
0: like um, (laughs) How how much is that paying You they're getting some five-hour energy? (laughs) Go ahead,
1: TK. I mean, given that point, they were – I feel like when Elliot mentioned on that episode, they were saying something along the lines of they had something in store to do like five games on TV, and then if that went well, that it was supposed to roll on from there. So I think what we're really looking at as far as the USL is concerned as a league as a whole – is the potential profits or money lost, you know, earnings not there. Um, So for that, it just sucks for them as a whole. Um, For the larger leagues with maybe richer owners, I think this should be something that you kind of have to plan for as a businessman. This is like having good business acumen, uh, essentially at the end of the day, you know, having like, I have enough money to pay rent for a couple of months if like shit goes to shit. Like so, like that's how businesses should work, right? So, you know, unfortunately, not everyone's situation, but like, it's that's the real deal, you know? Like yeah. that's the. Real deal.
2: And that's and that's the thing, because like you know, I think that everyone's gonna be adopting that Wimbledon po- policy and be like, hey, we gonna we gonna keep um, you know putting some money in every year. Be like, hey, just in case this shit happens again, you know, uh, we're, we're straight, but. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a I'm gonna buy a pandemic policy for MLS for a, I'm gonna go put in a little bit. So if MLS goes down again for a pandemic, Actually, I'm gonna get paid. So I just need somebody from the league to sign it real quick. That's <laughs> it. I can say, hey, can I get an autograph, Don Garber? <laughs> then I'm good. Jim Paul, you did call you? Uh, no, they called me a couple weeks ago saying everything's gonna be fine. The league's starting back up. I'm like, bro, miss That's me with really that. Called me up uh uh the other day, talking about did I have any questions. I was like,
2: questions about what? I was like, I'm, I'm good. Like, you know, I I don't expect y'all to come back anytime soon. I'm I'm not really tripping at this point. You know, I think that uh I had a conversation on Twitter a couple of weeks uh a couple of days ago with um uh World Soccer Talk. And you know, I think like, the more and more stuff that comes out, the more and more I'm like, hey. Like this, this winter table might needs to be on the table because, like, we had we had basically like a, a week and a half of games. You can't go 11 months without MLS. Like, that's just I think for their business as well as of course our own pockets. That's gonna be that's gonna be some bad shit. So they got.
0: Let's take a break. Let's pay some bills and let's talk about that conversation you had. Um, that's that's a very uh, interesting topic. So let's take a break. Pause for the calls, and we'll be right back. All right, and we are back. So right before the break, uh, Grego, you were telling us about uh, the rumors and the kind of the whispers about a winter schedule. You want to go ahead and take it up from there? I
2: mean, you know, it, it was
0: basically, you know, I was speaking with uh, Carter Krishnire. Uh,
2: he hosts a uh, World Soccer Talk uh, podcast, and. Uh, and yeah, basically, I just put the question out there as far as like you know what is on the table for MLS as far as starting this season, because you know, the longer this pandemic goes out and the longer it takes the longer each state is kind of on their own schedule as far as you know reopening the country, reopening their states and everything, not to mention Canada as well, it's going to be real difficult to really figure out you know. When's going to be an optimum time to start the season back up? And at some point, they're going to be like, "Okay, I, I I just don't see how starting back next February is going to be good for MLS. Like, and basically having full full year, no, no MLS. Yeah, like that shit just sounds insane. And you know, what I suggest during the conversation was basically if you switch to a to a winter schedule, basically what you do is. You start up August, September, you play through probably the middle of December, have a have a winter break, and then come February, by that point, you should hopefully if everything goes well, you should be able to, to start the, the second half of the season with fans. And, you know, that way, you know,
0: you, you're able to... Wait, wait, you mean starting hey. in September... With no fans?
2: hmm
0: I thought you meant like normal games like so you're talking about September through December's empty stadiums. I mean two hundred people. Yeah. Man, there's no way. No, because it's like,
2: like all this because like most elites are gonna be able to start this year. It's just a matter of, you know, working everything working out the training and everything. Like it, like it looks like everyone's starting to at least get things going to where so, so
0: your 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 scenario. I mean, I just want to paint this picture to the fans. So it is so MLS starts in September. They play through December. They mm-hmm. take a break and then start back. So it's just like one se- like half a season. So like so February um so like February it starts a new season or they finish the season. So they finish the season in May. So mm-hmm. how do we get back to our normal calendar schedule? I don't think you do, because like, we just stay on. So this is this is how we all get our ultimate goal. No, cause <laughs> all the, <you're> like, <laughs> further
2: with it, because of course next year you'll have. Well, of course by that point, it'll be 2021. 2022, one, twenty twenty two. You'll have the um, the World Cup and Cutter that'll be late uh, late in the year, which kind of fall right there with um, yeah. with the break. Yeah, it'll be in December. Yeah, and if you want to go even further, twenty twenty six. If we were on our, our, on our regular schedule, there's no way in the world that we'll be able to have games in the summertime at the same time as the World Cup. So it actually kind of serves
0: in MLS's best interest, I think, so
1: uh, to,
0: mm-hmm. to think easy. about it. And then after 2026, we revert back to spring or we just never go back to a spring start? Basically, <laughs> the ultimate goal. And then, now we got the calendar aligned. Then we get pro rail. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Come.
0: <laughs> hey, hey the long game <laughs> the long game it makes like i say when you lay it out like that to prepare for 2026 that does make sense because yeah. mls i mean it, it's gonna be boo-boo but no nah because no most of our american players they don't even play in mls so it, it's like mls can still go on yeah. technically technically
2: because there's no way in the world that if you look if you look all the way forward to 2026. You no, know, we'll have the World Cup in December time. They won't have any MLS games at all for basically, um, basically a month and a half, and if if not longer than that. So you're gonna tell me that it makes more sense for you to, you know, keep playing on a spring fall schedule with that in mind? Like no, it, it doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. And it's it's be hard enough with the with the World Cup in in Qatar. So yeah. I, I think that this this, happen, this going on right here will was, was serve MLS in a way that it just happened. It's a coincidental benefit. So we'll
0: mm. see. We got a comment. He said someone commented on what our story from last week.
1: Yeah. It uh, looks like someone literally just commented on our uh, our YouTube. Hold on. Give me half a second. Good. Yeah. Shout
0: him out. I don't know. Feels like a bot. I just clicked it. I think it's a <laughs> well, while he's
2: doing that. Uh, i I did want to give a quick shout out to uh Nicole Hercules with the United Soccer's uh, Coach association. Of course we talked about it last week. Um her and uh coach Tony were on uh, IG Lab last Friday. You know, of course we would do it like you know in the middle of Dallas Austin and J and Jermaine Dupree's uh, DJ battle, but uh, that's all that's all good. But yeah, we you know thanks to everyone who was on. Uh, Came on and, and watched that, uh, with everything, and uh, what, was the, what was the key takeaways from it? I i missed it. Uh, of course, we're talking about you know the death of uh, the development academy, and you no, know, there's there's a lot of politics that go on, you know, in this game, just how you know basically how hard it is to really get noticed, and I just don't. I don't think they really have an answer yet. So of course, right now the immediate answer is going to the MLS uh, Elite Academies tournament or whatever. But yeah, that's like until you figure out a way to where all the teams, not just MLS, but also you obviously you need to get USL involved in that as well, if not beyond that as well.
0: Yeah, Concacaf should mandate it. Concacaf should mandate. That first and second division teams need a youth system. Um, I think you'll see you'll see a head over shoulders increase in talent that we're producing um, as a region. If you had your first and second division teams have developmental academies and the, and the playing styles actually, you know, were mirrored for their first teams and things like that, I think it would be huge. Best- um, but I, like I said, I just didn't think the DA uh, to me. It, it, it was just this thing that was over here that lived on its own. And it, it kind of, it only protected the elite. You know what I mean? It's like you had to really know someone you had to be like using the words of uh, Tony. You've heard of that country club to get into the DA.
2: It, it's it's so weird because of course last decade you had the project 2010 and this this past decade, you had the development Academy and I think in both cases you had situations where at first it start you had some really good uh, results out of that because of course you have Pulisic, McKinney, Adams, those guys like that who were coming out of this system. But eventually you get away from you know what worked because you're like, hey, I want I want to get my hands on it and and do uh, be like actually, um, Alexey Lawless had a on his podcast. He actually had some really interesting perspective on on that as well as far as you know, basically. MLS teams want to take, you know, take control of their own destiny. And I, and I get that. Um, Like I said, you know, I think in in the overall big picture, it's bigger than just MLS. Like you, if you really want to address this issue, you need as many professional clubs involved as possible. It's not just about MLS, you got to include USL as well. And then go beyond that as well. So now hopefully, you know, whatever it is they have in mind, it's Mm -hmm. they for sure.
0: Think about it, man. Think about money. And, you know, we talk about the amount of money that's in youth sports, and we talk about um, solidarity payments. So you get a pull sick, right? He mm-hmm. didn't go through any MLS academy. He goes straight, because he's part of the country club, goes straight through, gets training, gets over to Europe and stuff like that. So it's like no MLS club picks up that money. MLS clubs are looking at that. They're like, oh, these kids are getting scouted by the national team and they're getting scouted by you know other leagues, so like we need to grab those players up. So we need to do whatever we need to do to campaign to get that DA, you know, ended. So smart on, smart on them. Yeah.
1: Did you get the comment out, TK? Yeah, man. We got the comment. We got the comment. Pick oh, up, pick up, pick up, pick up. 96. Shout out to you. Oh, fantastic job. Just a fan passing through. So hey. We appreciate that. Stuff,
0: man. Appreciate stopping by, man. Appreciate it. We'd love to work with you anytime.
1: Yeah, man. Let's collab.
0: Anything new on, um, on uh, iTunes?
1: Let's hop on over real fast. As-
0: while, while he's looking that up, um, kind of want to talk about um, where, where you were going back to the, the conversation you guys had about the IG Live. Uh, that's pretty cool having kind of the theme the theme of the IG Live. We really need to get like another, like maybe get another perspective on someone else on another theme of IG live. I'll think of something, put it in the chat. We can do a live and kind of talk about a specific topic and kind of um, let the world know. So they can get in and chime in, or we just do kind of what the first one was: just a free flow, just free kick, free kick Friday, and just people pop in, talk about whatever the hell they want to talk about. Yeah, um, a couple, couple options, couple fun ways to engage with our fans. Start getting our fans, um, you know. Feeling like a
1: community. What you got, TK? Oh, I was disagreeing with Ringo, saying that's. Uh, I think both ways offer there. You know, you
0: got
1: any reviews? Positives. You
2: Got
1: any new reviews? No, I. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I did a hand signal there. Uh, for our, we are we're good on our iTunes reviews, so we're just going to take the opportunity to say, hey, guys, leave us a, a review on iTunes, leave us a review on YouTube, uh, hit like, subscribe, and yeah.
0: Yeah, like TK says, man. Like we, you know, if you like our podcast, you know, we we would love for you to tell all your friends about the podcast. Tell them to check out one episode. Have that one friend check out one episode, and just leave a review. Just that's it. One episode, leave a review. Um, help us get better. You know, you know, we we love doing this thing. So if you have any ideas on formats or anything like that, reach out to. It. All of us are available on social media. You can hit us on the reviews, man. We want to talk. We want to engage. We're not Eric Badu. We're not sensitive about our shit. So, like, you know, le- le- legit.
2: Yes. Um, you know, like I said, you know, I, I, we get it. You know, right now there's not a lot of soccer, actual soccer going on, but, you know, we're still out here cranking this shit because we enjoy this shit. So, definitely let us know, you know, how we're doing and, and what you think. Of course, uh, before we get into two up, two down, of course, just reminding y'all, the culture black and white jersey is still available um, for pre order on uh, Clubhouse Athletic. Uh, of course, we've been pushing the um, uh, the uh, the links on, on the social. So, you know, of course, keep checking out for that. Uh, I think we'll I think our first round of uh, uh, orders will start to go on production uh, this week, matter of fact. And uh, you know, of course, 15% off on FTCUTD.myshopify.com and uh, with the promo code four stars. So definitely get your shirts and, and sets and all that good stuff. Like I said, at some point, we will start playing again. So, you know, you definitely get, get your, get your uh, trip in order, but, um, but yeah, let's uh, get up in this, uh, two up, two down. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. I don't, yeah. All mine are like across the board. So I'm like, okay. All hmm. right. So, um, my down, uh, I want to kind of talk about personally with me. Um, last night, there was a, uh, shooting near my neighborhood. Um, woke, woke me and the family up, um, there's no, like, I don't think anyone was killed or anything like that. But it was kind of scary because, you know, I live in kind of a suburban area. Um, you know, I live like kind of on the urban, I'm on the urban sprawl where it's like, um, I'm hood adjacent. So it is like. It's- this is old net. No. Yeah, it was like, you know, just slightly off. So, you know, kind of, you know, hearing that I, I'm such a light sleeper anyway. So, like kind of hearing gunfire and I've grown up around guns, so I knew what it was. So, like kind of hearing that kind of was like kind of uneasy to me cuz anyone who knows me, I got three small kids. So, you know, kind of that was a down, especially I'm like it, the weather's perfect right now. You know, it, it's not too hot, it's not too cold. So, as like I don't understand my folks are shooting. It, it, it's weird. Like, chill out. Um, and my up is the same thing, man, with the weather. It, it's crazy how, like, last year, like, for the past two years, it's been, um, it's been, like, crazy hot by May. It's been like 100 degrees. And like now that can't nobody go outside, man, it's like we actually have a real spring. Like for the past week and a half, I've been able to wake up in the morning, sit outside, you know, like drink a cup of coffee in the evening, sit outside and just sit. And it's comfortable. It it is great, man. And it's cool that nature keeps, you know, fine. It's creeping back in. and It's taking over. Um, I would just love for the world to just for 30 days, just like we just do the self quarantine thing and just like help heal the earth, you know. Just be like Earth Day takes place in April, just the month of April. We should just like plant trees, be inside, and do what we can to like fix the earth. And, and you know, I sound like a hippie, but I, I just I really love what's going on right now, man. And I I, I don't want it to go away. I <laughs> don't, man. If we gotta be inside, I'm with it. <laughs> Like if you go outside, anybody listening to this episode, go outside. You can fucking see the stars again. If you live in the city, like you could see the stars. Like when's the last time we've been able to see stars? Like kids. Or if you live in the country, it's crazy, man. And it's my up and down, man. I wish I had two, but that's it. My bad hitting the mic. What you
2: got, TK? It's
1: Tuesday, and it's been a it's been kind of kind of a rough week. Um, so I'm just um, I really don't have an up or down. I'll be quite uh, quite frank about that.
2: But,
1: uh, just wishing for uh, a better week. Uh, I'm wishing that my, my week uh, gets a little bit better. Uh, it's, like I said, it's just been a little, uh, been tripping on some, some branches, if you will. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, happy to be alive. Thankful for everything I have. Thankful for family and friends.
3: What you got, Rashad? What I wanted to share, I wanted to share with the team and everyone together. Um, you know, something that, that happened over the weekend that I found out and um, it's kind of been hitting me, still hitting me uh, in the last few days, um, especially yesterday. Um, but I, I lost my father this weekend, so um, it was a pretty uh, down experience because um, I just spoke with my father a few days ago on um, Saturday uh, This past Saturday, he was with my uncle. They were together working. I believe that's the last person that uh, spoke to him. And I literally drove past his house um, in in the street area on Saturday. And um, I think he passed uh, maybe right after I was in his area. And uh, no one heard from him on Sunday um, and Monday. uh, which was yesterday as of this recording, um, went to his house, um, didn't get any kind of responses. Um, someone called police and tried to get into his, um, house. Um, police thought that everything was fine. They didn't see anything wrong. So they, uh, couldn't force, do a force entry. Um, because the person that called wasn't an immediate family. So they uh, called everything off. Um, other people were showing up and started getting phone calls. Like, hey, if you haven't heard from your father, what can you call? Can you come over here and check, out? check him out? So went over to the house and I was getting some of the same responses as far as, um, you know, everything around the perimeter of the house secured. He wasn't picking up the phone or anything. Um, tried to call 911, get all of the services to come out. But one of the operators uh, called it off. I don't understand why, um, but I got a call back from EMS and they just said something didn't sit right with uh, what the operator told us, so I'm not leaving until you, you know, you tell us you need us or not. Um, And that operator, I think her, uh, she spent at least 45 minutes, at least 45 to an hour um, on the phone waiting with me as we tried to figure out how to get in the house. Um, And we just said, you know what, let's bust a window. So we, we threw, uh, threw some stuff through a window, broke a window. My brother climbed up um, bravely into the house and we found my father laid out on the floor. He probably had been there, uh, like, so about a day and a half. So uh, that, that really has, like, really shook me in the last, like, in the last day. And I'm still processing everything and, and trying to get everything together. So... I, I didn't really tell many people, um, and I wanted to use this time to tell everybody and tell my family, tell you guys uh, at the same time like, what what's going on or what happened. Uh, I don't think it was anything related to uh, the virus or anything, but I'll know something more solid tomorrow. But um, just uh, just everybody, just keep me uh, lifted up and well wishes and check in if you can and everything. So that's what I'm. Yeah.
1: Thanks, um, yeah, um, hey amen. Um, my heart condolences, uh, you know, hearts go out to you and your family, uh, first and foremost. Yeah, um, Love one is a, a never an easy process, and um, I, I can't even pretend to uh, act like i know what you're feeling so i can t- my heart just goes out to you man of course you know if you need anything you reach out to me i'll definitely be reaching out to you
0: yeah man like like big facts man like uh, the you being able to be on here to, to do that like i would be just like unconsolable man so man keep your head up if you need anything at all man i'm right down the road bro I'm
3: yeah would, yeah we can
0: talk off the air I can say this very clearly April suck.
2: Yeah. You know, I've been through that. So in April, so yeah, of course, we talked about that throughout my two up to now last week. So you already know I'm here for you, but, um, I'm going to try to uh, do one quick up just to kind of keep things up on a, get things back on a positive note. Um, through all this, uh, there has been some positivity, uh, down in Miami, um, they reported, uh, for the first time in like over 60 years, um, there haven't been any murders in Miami, like in six weeks, you know? So like, like Ringo was talking about, you know, like through all this there is a time for the earth to heal, for people to heal and just, you know, not worry about all this petty bullshit that that goes on out here. So, you know definitely you know this this is case in point you know take check on your check on your people, make sure they're okay, you know, and um you know, hopefully we're we'll all get through this all together um and you know mm-hmm. like i like I said last week, it's getting better, but we still gotta be smart, so you know continue to be smart and and um, and take care of you and the people around you. but um...
0: Yeah, and I don't, you know, before we, you know, close out, you know, mm-hmm. I always try to talk about awareness, um, like mental health, you know, just kind of how Greg was saying, check on your people, you know, make sure everyone is good. Because, you know, right now we just don't know how people are handling the isolation they're handling, you know, the COVID and things like that. There's been, you know, reports of people committing suicide because, you know, the stress of the COVID-19 weighing on them. So uh, like if anyone needs to talk to anybody like this, like, you know, there's websites and there's programs like Talkspace, you know, this isn't an ad or anything like that. This is not an ad. Um, Talkspace is a it's a website, it's an app that you could actually get connected with a licensed counselor, a licensed therapist that you could actually talk to and get those thoughts out of you, man. You know, negative thoughts and things like that, man, they're, they're kind of like a, a mold and fungus and they'll eat you up. So get these things out of you. So um, if you just, you know, this week, if you listen to this episode, check on as many people as you can go through your Rolodex, start at a and work your way to Z and just hit them with a text and say, Hey, you good. You know, can you talk for a second and just maybe just do five, 10 minute conversation with everyone on your phone? Cause you just never know like how much you could mean to somebody. So, um, that's just my challenge to the culture, man. Just do that this week. So there was actually uh there was
2: somebody on, on the athletic that actually did just that um uh a couple couple days ago, basically just texted everybody like he uh he posted like all like all the like the immediate responses that everybody sent like talk about like athletes, journalists and all that stuff. Actually like, so it's you know just checking in just saying, Hey, it was good, you know, uh that that goes a long way. But um at, at you know. Rashad, you know we, we we got you back always. But um of course, um as always you can catch up on the source at FTC You know, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram. You're still on um TikTok at FTCUTD FTC UTD pod. and uh, um, hey man, we
0: gotta get some more content on TikTok. We gotta we gotta brainstorm and figure out what we could do. I'm I might I might recruit my little sister and see some ideas we can get for TikTok. Uh, <laughs> Tk is gonna do a dance hour on TikTok. <laughs> That's just, what we. <laughs> I'm right. telling you, we need to do a don't. We just go ahead and just do a don't rush challenge, man. Just do it. We going be say, hey, it's not too
1: late. <laughs> I don't even have a TikTok, and I know about this, man. Come on,
0: come on. Yeah, hold on, what which, which challenge are you talking about, Tk?
1: Do you have a flat booty challenge? And basically, people, you do this. <laughs>
0: What in the world? Hey, I'm, so seeing he, he, those, hey, man. I'm gonna talk I'm going to talk about it. So what TK is doing right now is he's putting his arms under his feet. And I guess allegedly if you have a flat booty, your arm is going to be able to go up past your ass. And TK's arms touch the back of his head. So, <laughs> so you know, <laughs> that's funny. Somehow we need to get that clip right there. There's our TikTok.
3: There's... <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Assuming I can get my arms under my legs. All <laughs> <laughs> right. It's
0: like, am I a fat ass challenge? Yes, yeah, like, I can't do it. My legs are too long, man. I, I, I can't. I, I can't do it. I'm hurting right now, and I'm sitting down. <laughs> but
3: yeah. Same. I can't even. <laughs> I can't even do it sitting down.
1: But yeah. Hey okay, Greg,
2: Hit us up on Uh You know, uh, don't forget to check out the the Coach of Black uh, Away jersey. Basically, you know, like I said, we're still here, we're still straining you know, we're uh, creating cranking out this content for you, so definitely uh, make sure that you uh, that you support this to the show. But uh, but for coach, for uh, for Ringo, for TK, for, for Mayor Kane and the Kane family, the coach is real, coach is everywhere. Take care of your peoples. We'll see we see y'all soon.
1: I believe in you. Some people wonder why we here in the first place. They can't believe cause they ain't never seen your face. But even when you pray the day today, I gotta try. Can't wait for nobody to come down like the sky. They got to realize that the world's a test. You can only do your best and let them do the rest. You got your life, you got your health. So we procrastinating and pushing yourself. You got to realize that the world's a test.